Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends. For those of us from the video game and comic book store, Level Up Entertainment, get together with some friends each week and talk about uh, different subjects. This week we're talking about uh, the Disney afternoon from the 1990s. Um, I'm your host this week, Scott, and joining me I have Sam. Hi. And then we have Nina. Hi. All right. Um, so I guess we'll start with a little bit of a, a introduction to the topic in case anyone doesn't know. Uh, was a, This was a block of Disney animated cartoons that ran from 1990. Uh, they would be in the afternoon as the name implied during weekdays. Uh, it looks like it was officially discontinued in 1997, but I think that's more to do with like Disney Channel becoming a thing and there just not being a need for just a straight up Disney block because uh, once all became all Disney all the time. Um, but yeah, so I think we'll talk, start with a little bit about some of our experiences. I very vividly remember um, rushing home from school every day, you know, at three, so I could start watching Gummy Bears or DuckTales or eventually Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles were like my big ones. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have a, you guys, how do you guys, uh, what's your relationship with the Disney afternoon? I'll start with you, Sam. Gummy bears, man. That was my favorite of all time. It's still my favorite. I remember going to Disney and they had it in print on DVD. I bought them all. Now mm -hmm. it's obviously streaming, but I, I still watch it. And it, if I'm having like a bad day or just need a little bit of downtime, like I'll play three or four episodes now when I'm 34. It still yeah. holds up for me. And what about you, Nina? Um, so I vaguely remember watching shows like Gargoyles, um, the, uh, what was the other show, um, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, and, um, Disney's Doug. Doug is what I remember the most. That was, like, one of the most vivid shows I remember from my childhood. And, like, like all the different colored characters and all of the dog that Doug had. Yeah, once it switched over to Disney, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. I, I, I wasn't the Doug when it was on Nick. Uh, um, yeah. Back when it didn't was, they I, do a um, like a revival of that too recently? Recently, I'm not sure. I mean, everything's come back. I think they talked about it. Because I know that they I did they Zim it. and they did they did Rocco. They did like one other one. Rocco's from Life. Yeah. yeah. Um, doing a Rugrats now too. Yeah, they're doing a CG Rugrats show. But anyway, I mean, we can talk about like they just redid DuckTales, which has all of the Disney afternoon things in it, uh, which is super cool. Yes. Uh, I know season so three. So many Easter eggs. Yeah. I know season three just hit Disney Plus now. That whole series is up. Um, I know we did an episode specifically about that, the, the reboot, which uh, at the time didn't cover season three because I had just started. Um, but yeah, if you want to think about some of our thoughts on that, uh, that's an amazing show one of my favorites new shows in the last couple of years um but yeah so let's let's go back to the the disney afternoon the classic disney afternoon lineup and kind of give our thoughts on the show so the first one was adventures of gummy bears um that was the the first episode when they first started doing blocks it was a, it is a show that predates the official disney afternoon um so it was originally a show that was made for it but like you know sam you were saying it's your favorite of the bunch that's my favorite I can't um, explain it. Maybe, you know, six-year-old girl and talking teddy bears, but that one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching it because, I mean, I was five in 1990 um, and enjoying it at the time, but it's one of those ones that, like, does not 
stick with me. And then the few times I've had opportunity to watch it, like more as an adult, like I, it, it doesn't keep my interest. Not saying it's bad. Um, no, but I mean, yeah. watching it as an adult, it's actually really sad. Like, I guess I like episodes that I remember in the moment are like when they were being turned into actual stuff, teddy bears or the taffy pulling episode. And those are like funny and zany. But mm -hmm. the show itself is actually really sad. Like they're basically on a journey to find their long lost family and they never do. <laughs> I mean, the, the theme song's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's, that'll always be tattooed in my brain. But like the actual like episode and characters, like I don't, yeah, they didn't, I don't know. Maybe they reminded me too much of Ewoks or something, but. That's, maybe that's exactly it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, about you, did you ever watch Gummy Bears? So with a lot of the shows, like I was a mid-90s kid, so I was like really little when a lot of these shows came on. Yeah. So I don't remember them clearly, but like I remember seeing like the characters and hearing their voices. And isn't there like a ride based off of like Gummy Bears and Disney? I feel like there is. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of ride is it? It's like a flume. So like they dive into these tree stumps and they have like a toboggan that goes like high speed so that they can travel all over the forest and still have like a central hideaway. And this was at Disney World? No, that's like the ride that's in the show, but they should oh. have done that at Disney World, but no, no dice. Okay. Um, Say, so, wow, that would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so, so Gummy Bears, I don't have a lot to add to it. Uh, but the one that the show that would come on after that is DuckTales. And it's like one of the most successful cartoons of all time at, you know, in 1990. Um, and this was one of my favorite and still holds a place in my heart. Um, I am a big fan of the Disney Ducks. Um, and this incarnation is what got me uh, into them. Um, and like Uncle Scrooge is one of my favorite all-time fictional characters. Um, I just, it, it's such a simple formula. It's just fun adventures with likable characters. And I, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I don't know what more I can say about it than I haven't, I can just keep tons and tons of praise on it. Um, but it's one of the things like as an adult, like I was watching it on Disney Plus. And again, like just, it's a show that like I'll watch one or two episodes of and then I'll move on to something else. It doesn't hold my attention the way some other shows on this list later will as an adult, but I still really enjoy it. I really thought the revival, I wasn't going to like it. Like it was really being pushed hard that it's so great, it's so great. And I was like, it's like they, they talk modern, right? It, it's yeah. to the time, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really captivating. And it's like, you don't have to pay attention to know what's going on. And it's easy to watch two or three episodes at a time. Oh yeah, I, I love it. Um, all of the decisions, I, I love how much reverence it pays to not just the Disney afternoon, but like just like classic Donald cartoons and like the Carl Barks comics. And like, it, it pays so much love to everything that's come before it, but it still is its own unique thing. Um, and I remember some people were complaining to me like, I can't believe they gave Huey, Dewey and Louie their own personalities. I was like, that was the very first thing I would change. Like they were always this like three-headed monster, and it's like that's kind of really boring. Now you know, might as well make them their own characters, you know. And then I now everyone gets to have like a million little character arcs. I know each season sort of focused on each one of the nephews, 
with a little bit of Webby kind of thrown in at the end. Um, but yeah, no, I love the recreation, like the reimagining of her, like everything they've done in it, I, I really enjoyed. Um, and I can't say enough great stuff about that. It owes a lot of its DNA to the classic uh, DuckTales cartoon. Um, and I remember what renting, uh, they did a movie in the mid nineties uh, with the, about yes. the lost lamp. I remember renting that on VHS all the time. Oh, I remember that. Um, and then rewatching that now, like, oh, you know, when you first become like 20, you kind of go like, at least in my experience, I was like, as they started re-releasing all this stuff on DVD, I was like, oh, let me go back and like watch all these cartoons and things I loved as a kid. And I remember being like, kind of like, why did I watch this movie so much? It's like really over the top and kitty, like more so than the show I think was. But I think it just was cool because the animation was so much better. It was like, you know, a full feature, like length adventure. But yeah, DuckTales is uh, uh, amazing. Um, what about you, Nina? Did you, have you watched uh, DuckTales? I haven't watched the new one yet, but I remember the old one fondly. And I actually was a big fan of the nephews, and I had like stuffed animals of all of them. Like, yeah. I was a big Donald Duck and Daisy fan. Yeah, and like, it's one of the few times that they had like licensed video games that were like worth playing. Uh, yes. the, Duck, the DuckTales <laughs> game is still good. Like, mm -hmm. and if you can afford it, DuckTales 2 is just as good, um, but it's super expensive. Um, what see. does it run now? Oh, last I looked, I mean, it's been over $100 for a while just for a loose cart. Um, yeah, yeah, so I guess not like, yeah, I guess not like super, super expensive, but more than I'm willing to spend on an NES game. Um, mm -hmm. But they did put together all of the classic uh, NES games together in uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection. So I picked that up on Steam. So I, I have access to all of these games now. So I can, because uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2 is also really expensive on NES. Um, but speaking of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, yeah, uh, that's the next one in the original lineup. Um, I also finally remember the show. This is one I have not gone back to uh, since I was a kid. Um, I think I might've got a little bit afraid that like all these shows like would suck uh, as an adult. <laughs> But it's interesting because, you know, Chip and Dale originally like antagonists for Pluto and a little bit of Donald in classic shorts. And now they like reimagined as uh, Indiana Jones and um, Tom Selleck as like, <laughs> like little adventuring guys. Um, but I do remember the show fondly. I, I loved it as a kid. Uh, so like the one two punch of like DuckTales and, and Chip and Dale, because I think I usually came home and Gummy Bears had started um but these were the two that i was i was really into when i in you know 90, 1990. yeah i don't know if you guys remember chip and dale at all i thought gadget was like the best thing you know having a, a female character that really just held everything together because chip and dale were always like jump in the deep end who cares what happened and gadget's always there to save them and then, and then the dynamic of like monterey jack in there <laughs> Yeah, what did Monterey Jack like bring to the team? I'm trying to remember. Wrote the thingy. He was the pilot. Okay. Oh yeah, he was. I figured, figured Gadget could just be that. She was the mechanic. She could. Yeah. <laughs> she could do it all. She usually saved the day. And then what was the deal with Zipper? Because you know the little fly. Was he like a mutant mm -hmm. fly, or were like I all bugs their friends? Like was he like their pet or was he like 
also I, sentient. They made friends with cats too. Like, yeah. so like cats were generally would like attack them. I think like one of the bad guys in the show had a cat that would go for them, but they would make friends with all kinds of animals, birds. Yeah. Well, I know one of the, 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 the main bad guys was like a fat cat, probably named Fat Cat. Probably. But he was like a mob <laughs> boss. If I beg, I, my memory serves me. Um, one of the cool things about the Rescue Rangers is like, I like a lot of their technology and stuff is because, you know, they're chipmunks and mice and things. So they're really small, but like, so like their like airship is like a blown up like glove and they're like in a hollowed out milk carton. So it's like all mm-hmm. like stuff that'd be appropriate for their size, which is really fun. Yeah, always remind you always remind me of the rescuers and you want the fly, like how um you can't remember the mice's names in the yeah, rescuers, but they had like that mouse, they had that fly friend. And I always yeah. like thought the rescuers and uh trip and down were very similar, like how like having rodents kind of like go out on these adventures and play detective and play like the heroes to like the other small animals. Yeah, I was wondering if like maybe they were because it's Bianca and I forget the other guy's name in the rescuers. I always kind of wondered maybe if they were supposed to be them at first and then like they got cold feet and like only well, we more recognizable characters and like well we have Chippendale like they're uh-huh. essentially just they're mm-hmm. just other kinds of rodents um I don't know like I because I remember because that was about when Westgears Down Under was cut had come out or was coming out it was about that time and like I, I don't yeah. know I've always kind of wondered a little bit about that. Not that I expect you guys to have the answers, but <clears throat> it's just something to think about. I think too, like, Rescuers Down down Under, I remember so vividly as like a kid and it's like nobody else knew what I was talking about. So like, I had both on VCR or VHS. Exactly. And like, I'm, when I'm saying like the Rescuers Down Under with the Eagle, not Joanna Eggs, everyone's like, oh. no, that didn't happen. You made that up. There's only yeah. the Rescuers. And so, like, it's probably true, like, Rescue Rangers, that it's a branch of what they have going on in that, and they just couldn't execute because people just don't really remember Bernard and Bianca. Bernard, that's what I remember with a fever dream. Now it's like a real movie that they produced. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I was a kid, but, like, I don't remember much about Rescuers Down Under, but the scenes with the eagle are, like, so amazing. Like, that that I at least knew, but, like, I don't remember the rest of the Rescuers. Uh, like I said, I can't believe I remember Bianca's name. I think because it's, I, I, at the time, I was like, that's such a weird name. I've never heard that before. It just like stuck in my brain. Like, I don't even remember what they're like, what there was it a seagull that flew them around. Yeah, the seagull. Yeah. And Bianca always wore like purple and like pink and Bernard always wore like brown and red. And like, yeah. they had like these cute little like accents. Like they were just, uh, I love Bianca and Bernard. They're my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting to think about. I mean, I mean, I like Chip and Dale, like cartoons, like the classic stuff. But yeah, I guess because they do have the the tie to like the Mickey cartoons, like they're in, they're going to always be a little bit more, for lack of a better term, timeless. Because you know, when was the last time they yeah, did anything with the rescuers? Yeah, when was the last time they did anything with the rescuers? Probably rescuers down under. Yeah, um, that's the only thing I can think. Ducktales paid homage to. Chip and Dale in one of the season three episodes when you get to that it was pretty exciting last yeah, they, like two seconds yeah because uh, I remember they I was reading um uh interview with some of the creators and they like they had to fight to get them in there because there's apparently there's been a live action remake movie that people have been trying to get made for a while and like it keeps being in development hell so Disney was like well we were saving them for this 
but then they just kind of like added another one like just a little bit each time and then nobody really stopped them until like there's a they're, they're full on like a subplot in one of the episodes um which is kind of cool but yeah, I, I don't think there's any Disney afternoon re- uh, show on this list that didn't get referenced at some point, which is really exciting uh, that they were able to kind of cram them all in because some of them don't fit like gargoyles because it's that has humans and stuff. But I like how they eventually did that. I'm not going to spoil it because it's in the last episode. Um, but that's a really good show. And then the, so the last TV show that was a part of the original 90 to 91 block is Tailspin which I also loved as a kid because I was a big fan of the Jungle Book. But I wonder if I was a fan of the Jungle Book because of Tailspin or I was a fan of Tailspin because of the Jungle Book. I'll never know. Um, but, you know, and that for some reason, you know, like the, the, the animal characters from the Jungle Book are more like anthropomorphized and Baloo has a like pilots, like it's hire for hire is what their thing is. Um, and they kind of go and like, they're basically couriers. Um and then they, you know that leads them to all kinds of adventures. Um, I remember was was Louis like he was like a bartender or something. He was a bartender, yeah. Yeah. It was like something straight out of like exactly what you're saying. How like Chip is like uh, Tom Selleck. It was something straight out of a movie, and I can't place it. But they basically copy and paste it, and then they took all these personalities that were prevalent like I can't remember the the boat owner's name the sea ducks owner's name oh she yeah the, it was, like, a, the it was girl. a girl it was a lady one of them's named Molly I think that was the girl Molly was the girl yeah. yeah but like she is basically a stereo or like an archetype at a full house then Baloo is like a sleepy drowsy I'll get there when I get there it's not important. I mean, that's pretty and then accurate for like, him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do remember what you were saying, though, I that like, like it's it's very much inspired by something, and I can't remember what it is as well. The only thing I, I can see... I feel like it will yeah. come. The only, the only thing I can see is Baloo and Rebecca are apparently... Rebecca. apparently supposed to be remnant like they, they went to make it kind of like sam and rebecca from cheers but i mean Maybe, that's kind of just everybody that's any love interest after cheers is like that i feel like i tried to watch that when disney plus first came out and like maybe it's just me but there's not they don't make an effort to like bring it up to the current tv ratios and they're yeah. really grainy, tough to watch. And so I barely made it through an episode because it was so tough to watch on on a new updated screen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it still held true. And that theme song is something where like you would come running through the house as soon as you heard it. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess that's that'll that's the first block. So there's like seven seasons of the Disney Afternoon. The, the 91 to 92 season, uh, they changed the lineup. It was uh, DuckTales, then Chippendale, then Tailspin, and then they added Darkwing, um, which is mm-hmm. a pseudo spinoff of DuckTales. Uh, I know it's creator Tad Stones views the two classic sh- shows as like alternate realities from one another, which is why like Launchpad can be in both and like Gizmoduck can be in both. Um, 
I uh, Darkwing's kind of the different experience watching that now versus a kid where I like it more now. Like I appreciate like it being a superhero like parody more now than I did when I was a kid. Uh, and I think it's legitimately still funny uh, watching it now. I, the only complaint I really have about it is there's a lot of different animation studios that would work on it. And the people that did a pup named Scooby-Doo like a really obvious when they worked on it because everything's so over animated and rubbery that it really stands out mm -hmm. compared to the rest of like the more natural movement that the show has. It's like, it, it doesn't ruin episodes for me, but definitely like makes them stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, but I, I love Dark Cadstone did say that if they gave it the DuckTales new treatment, that he'd sign off on it. So that's something they're supposedly working on. Yeah, there's a, because they made Darkwing. I love how they incorporated Darkwing stuff into the new DuckTales, where, because it's a, they make it still part of Launchpad's character where the Darkwing Duck uh, is, is, a, is a show, like a, like a classic Batman show in their universe. So like the character inspired, inspires like Launchpad and it's like, you know, into, you know, uh, but like eventually uh, it becomes, they become a real character. I'm not, I don't want to explain too much how, but they become, a, there's someone else is inspired by Darkwing. You find out it's a guy named Drake Mallard. So it becomes like, it kind of becomes real in that. And then there's an episode in season three, which I see is kind of like a backdoor pilot to a new Darkwing episode. It's a two-parter called, um, I think it's just called Let's Get Dangerous. Um, but it's essentially just an hour-long uh, Darkwing episode, which gives you an origin for Goslin, and uh, it sets it's you know it it brings like the classic uh, Darkwing villains from the TV show, like they get pulled out of the, this alternate reality machine. Um, so it's you got to see everybody kind of interact with them, but it still pushes the Ducktales narrative forward with the uh, Vowel for that season so it's really really cool and like i said this is one I, I distinctly remember much more watching as a kid than most of the other uh disney afternoon shows even ducktales like something about darkwing like really talked to me and i guess it's like the he's like batman-esque so i think that might have something to do with it <laughs> um and also like how you get more launch pad because he's not always in every ducktales episode but he's in every darkwing episode I feel like they really modeled him after like Adam West as a person, not just Adam West as Batman. Yeah. He had, especially when they buy in, he's yeah. he's very much the character. Yeah. Even though he's like, hey man, I'm just an actor, he's very much the character. Yeah, I I because they play up the ego thing too, which is present in the original show. Or like he kind of became a superhero, not just to help people, but like for his own, you know, validation and praise. But yeah, so that's, that's, I guess that's spoilers for when we start talking about uh, which ones are our favorites, but Darkwing's up there for me. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know if you guys, you know, but you're, if you were into that as a kid or not. Darkwing, but, uh, yes. I, you know, it, besides Batman, he only had to sell me because he was like snarky, brooding, and purple. 
<laughs> if nothing else, at least I had that. So I was like automatically drawn to him, but mm -hmm. I'm huge Batman fan. So it just fit right into place. Yeah, same for me. I'm also like a really big Batman fan. So when I watched Dark Boy, I always was like, oh, it's Batman in duck form. So like, I just like, so I would always watch Darkwing, like reruns, along with like Batman the Enemy series as a kid. And like, it's weird because you can see the parallels, even though Darkwing's obviously like not as like violent or dark as like the um, Batman anime series, but like you still saw the parallels. Well, see, because to me, when I was a kid, Batman was goofy because I watched the Adam West show and like the comics. I mean, Batman the Animated Series was probably starting about now. And that the I distinctly remember watching the first episode when it premiered with the Man Bat one and it's scaring the hell out of me. Um, so, you know, Batman could be scary, but I remember watching a lot of like Super Friends. Like, so to me, he still fit in with like that mold. Like, it wasn't so different, even though it's, it's much more of a wacky cartoon universe. Like it's more like Looney Tunes esque than like DuckTales is, you know. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me, it's like the Disney answer for Duck Dodgers. Yeah, I can yeah, see. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it always reminds me of Duck Dodgers too. Yeah, well, yeah, like he's definitely like it's much more. He's got much more of a slapstick bend, which is cool because it makes it stand out a little bit more. Um, you know, yeah. from, from the other similar shows. So. That brings us into season three, which starts with Chippendale, Tailspin, Darkwing, and then adds Goof Troop, um, which I know a lot of people remember very fondly, myself included. Um, and as a big fan of Pete from Mickey Cartoons, I'm glad that he became Goofy's neighbor because um, they're fun antagonists for each other. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I the best Goofy shorts were like, Usually the ones where he was kind of like an everyman rather than like a goofy character. So seeing him as a dad, like mm -hmm. a suburban dad, I think is a great fit. And, you know, as a kid, you like, I loved Max and PJ, like, you know, you know, the kid characters. Um, and then obviously that eventually got a movie that I didn't like as a kid, but I like more as an adult, which I think most people probably. It was yeah, I, yeah. as a kid, but yeah. as an adult, it's hard for me to watch now. Yeah. I really don't remember Goof Troop as much as I remember the two movies. Like, I, I remember having them on VHS, and I always remember vividly from the second movie, Goofy, like, dressed up in, like, a 70s getup and dancing with, like, his love interest, and they were doing the disco. Like, I, for some reason, barely remember that scene. The perfect cast. When back to they were doing the perfect cast. Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, those movies were adorable. And, like, I, like I said, it's weirdly, like, I don't remember the, the show, but I always remember those movies. And like remembering Max and PJ because that's what I like about all of those characters in the movies. I distinctly remember Certainly watching. Max is really yeah. relatable. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that he's like a '90s kid, but he's not like a '90s extreme kid, which we'll yeah. get to later, which is annoying. Because um, he could have easily been like really obnoxious. Like he could have easily just been Poochie. <laughs> uh -oh. I like how he was like more subtle than Goofy. Like I liked how that like they're really contrasting personalities. Like yeah. Goofy was like the stereotypical like you know happy-go-lucky dad who like embarrasses teenage son all the time. Well, I mean, if your dad was Goofy, he'd be embarrassed. But that's the thing. I, I distinctly remember watching the movie in theaters, and it not being like overly funny, and like being really like emotional about like a father-son relationship. And I was like six or seven or something. Like, what is this? And like leaving the theater, being like, meh. 
But like watching now, I'm like, oh, I really appreciate this kind of like now I relate to the other end of it. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's about kids growing up. Not that I have kids that are growing up, but like I, I appreciate that they even uh, tried to do that in a movie called A Goofy Movie. You know, like where it's really not even that goofy. It just has a character named that. It had like a really perfect catchy soundtrack too. Like yeah. there's not a single song in that that you couldn't just hum and get stuck in your head. What's the what's the pop guy's name? Power Slave, you know, from Iron Maiden. Isn't that who it is? Power Lying. Oh, I was about to call him Power Glove yeah, next. Yeah, I remember him. I don't remember yeah, I don't remember um, his one friend. He always had the one friend that always like loved eating pizza with PJ. He always wore the glasses. He always for some reason reminded me of high that 70s show. He's Pauly uh, Shore. I was gonna say it's Pauly Shore, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't isn't he played by Pauly <laughs> Shore too? Hmm? Wasn't he played yes, by Pauly Shore? Yeah. yeah. So they just yeah, they mm-hmm. just put him on the screen as a dog or something. <laughs> whatever the heck he's supposed to be yeah i love the max's love interest too. i forget her name too but like i always remember her like kind of being like a nice foil to him because she was like more oh. like optimistic but she also was like more like oh see i know it from the i think like it's song <clears throat> It's true to everything where, like, you know, when you get to be that age, it's he's like through his freshman year of high school, you're trying to figure out where you fit in in life, not just like in your surroundings. And she's like the well liked popular kid, and he feels like it's out of his league, but she's realistic and down to earth. So it worked out. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Goof Troop is a, is a good, like, base for just. It's weird because it's like the only one of these that's like a like a tradi- it's like kind of a traditional sitcom in a way where it's more like typical suburbia and like you're dealing with like kind of like relate like normal relatable situ like situations and that a sitcom would deal with. It's just it's Goofy and Pete as like neighbors and their kids. Like it's weird. I know everyone always is like, what happened? What's who's Max's mom? Stuff like that. But I don't. I don't know if we have. We wanted to get too deep into some to that rabbit hole, like how Goofy wound up with some kid. Because anyway, that brings up the you know lots of other uh, topics. I don't want to. I don't want to think about Goofy with. <clears throat> um. So that's season three. Uh, season four is Tailspin, Darkwing, Goof Troop. And then they added Bonkers, which I know had a crazy messed up behind the scenes thing, which is why there's like essentially two shows. One where he's got a male partner and one where he's got a female partner. But like it's Roger Rabbit-esque where there's like humans and tunes and like he's the first toon cop. But like it's a cartoon, so everyone's a cartoon. So it's really hard to like, there's not, it's not like Roger Rabbit where there's very clearly a line between like Bob Hoskins and like the cartoon characters. Like what can and can't happen to him. I, I don't know. I remember I remember kind of liking it as a kid, but it being confused. And I like this is about where I think I started dropping off a little bit until next uh year. Because I would had, say the same thing. Yeah. It had its charm, you know, but mm-hmm. besides the zany kind of just super unrealisticness to the character, I remember nothing about it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it looks like they immediately were trying to like course like sweep it under the rug the next season. Cause I'm looking ahead and it got like massively reduced. Because uh, season five is Starkwing, then Goof Troop, and then Monday was Schnookums and Meat, which I don't remember. Bonkers was Tuesday through Thursday. Friday was date Gargoyle started, and after that was the Aladdin cartoon. Um, which Aladdin and Gargoyles is way more interesting to talk about than Bonkers. And yeah. I I don't remember Schnookums and Meat. I do you remember that at all? Zero. I don't remember it. Like I'm looking at a picture of it. Some cat and some dog. Oh, it's apparently Disney's attempt to do an edgy cartoon like Ren and Stimpy, but like I guess they didn't have a lot of faith in it because they only played it Monday. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I remember it existing, but that's the most I got, and it does look exactly Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, even the fact that it's a cat and a dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is the premiere of. Uh, let's talk about Aladdin first. Um, I also loved this cartoon as a kid. I I think Aladdin was my favorite movie at the time. I remember watching mm-hmm. it in theaters and just being blown away. Um, so the fact that I got more adventures like made me super happy. Um, and this is about the age where I was like. Cause I forget the character's name, but like he's played by, J- there's a character played by Jason Alexander. I'm like, oh, that's George from Seinfeld. Like I started remembering, like picturing people from places uh, and things, even though I didn't realize Dan Castellaneta was the genie. I didn't put together that that's Homer Simpson. It did always bother me that genie's voice was just enough off. Yeah. Just enough. Mm-hmm. And I it's, know- it's not that I don't have appreciation for the actor, but like Rob Williams, man, like, he is genie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think because the the sequel movie like was essentially just the pilot for Aladdin, um, the Return of Jafar, and he wasn't in that. I was like, I kind of had my expectations tempered. I'm like, all right, he's not in this anymore. But I still enjoyed him very much. Um, but again, it's, it's got the Ducktales thing where it's like likable characters on fun adventures, and like every episode, like the setting like allows it allows them to like get in all kinds of like weird hyper like mythological stuff i love that iago became like their friend um because he has you know this is a nice he and the genie were good comedic uh relief characters um i don't know i i have lots and lots of fond memories of aladdin i remember there being lots lots of cool side characters there was a, a cat goddess named chaos which was really cool i know there was like a female genie love interest for genie at some point um I'm trying to think. I, I can't remember any specific adventures, but like I kind of remember like those being reoccurring characters. And Jason Alexander was like some kind of like fat thief, like bumbling guy who usually like caused issues that they had to deal with after the fact. Did they ever like tie the third one in? I feel like I remember seeing like Aladdin's dad in the series. I was it in Kasim or something? I don't remember. It would be cool. I think that I think I don't know if the movie like kind of was to serve as like an end to the series because I know that's when Aladdin and Jasmine finally get married. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Robin Williams came back to voice Genie for that, which is really cool. Um, but I know he had a big falling out with Disney because how they handled the Genie in that movie. Um, he would only do it if there was like certain stipulations, like they wouldn't market the character and like. But the you know it was such like a 
he's too iconic and, and easy to make plushes and stuff of that they kind of had to. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know the details on it. I'm sure people can look it up online and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert at it, but I remember reading stuff about that and like, oh, that's interesting, you know, as an adult, which is why, you know, I, granted, I don't think they'd afford him on like a monthly or a weekly television show, but he could have at least come back for Return of Jabbar. Yeah. Um, so the other show that started this time period is Gargoyles, uh, the most totally different of all of the shows, um, which is like dark and gritty and serious and dramatic and really, I loved it as a kid, but like, it's really not for kids. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not for kids. No, it's definitely not for kids. I, I don't want to say it's not. It's only like a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as kid friendly. I mean, I still loved it as a kid, but, um. I love it even more now for a lot of reasons, but one of them is because it's almost every Star Trek The Next Generation actor is in it. Um, uh, but, oh man, I, because he yeah, has, so it started in 94, 95, so I was like nine or 10. And I think that was kind of like the perfect age for this. Like, cause I was also watching Batman at the time. And it's like very similar in tone to that show. And of the shows I watched as a kid, I think Gargoyles and Batman are like the only ones that are actually better as an adult or it's like i can i appreciate yeah. it much deeper level now like now i get all of the shakespeare stuff that they yeah. do you know like all the midsummer night stream things that are in it like i i you know and i appreciate the serialized storytelling nature of it more um but like yeah even when i was a kid like even though it's in the disney afternoon like, it's really easy to forget that this is a disney property because like even like the dog isn't really like cute you know <laughs> I think he's cute. I think he's cute enough, but not in like a traditional like Disney cute way. I think yeah. Gargoyles was like what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was supposed to have been, but wouldn't yeah, have the success that it that it did, which I really appreciate. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one of my favorite properties of all time, but it's like what it should have been. But I also got like Highlander vibes out of it. Not like the there can be only one, but like these people are like banding together and just trying to survive and keep the balance in the world and yeah, and there's through a their because they're because they're from what Scotland in it too, right? Like so, there's a lot of like that kind mm-hmm. of influence in in their backstory and you know the design of their castle and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love that the characters are they're like real characters. And they grow and change and they have feelings and things like it's so good and it dealt with some real serious stuff one of the ones i remember distinctly as a kid is um oh crap who's the who's the fat one it's not I forget. Oh, I actually was banned from watching this when i was little. It's my mom i think saw yeah. my dad like watching it was too dark for her they're all the boroughs of new york so it's yeah, like he, Goliath, he's, he's, Bro- he's broadway he's broadway because he's broad broadway yep. yeah um I remember like he was like really into like the pop culture stuff. Um, so he was really into like action movies and then, you know, their human friend is a cop and he's at her apartment and he's playing with her gun and accidentally shoots her. Um, and they have to deal with like, hey, don't play with the guns is like the message of this episode. Um, but I remember being like real serious, like she's like in the hospital and like dying. <laughs> and, oh you know, this is like a kid's programming block which I appreciate it with, you know, don't play with guns. They're serious business. But um, oh, there's so much cool stuff in this show. Like there's so much cool mythology things they deal with. Um, 
and it's it's I love how it's essentially a superhero show, but the monsters, but with monsters instead of people in capes. Um, and you know, I love uh-huh. monster stuff. Like their origin is like humans betrayed them and murdered every single person that they know. And now they're like Captain America and like stuck out of time, you know, in a world like mm-hmm. trying to make their way in a world with you know that the that they did not they didn't make like Howard the Duck. Ah, there's so much good stuff in it. it. If anyone has is listening to this and has not watched it, it's on Disney Plus. I don't think season three might might not be, but that's the the ABC series is really bad. The last series it ended on, like it has a completely different creative team. Um, it's not really good, and they have this weird KKK like stand-in villains. Um, it's it's weird and not and not in a good way. Whereas the rest of the show is weird in a good way. I feel like for that show it ended in such a way because like they're they're in New York, you know, there's no shortage of fodder for things yeah. going wrong and problem solving. So it's like, well, how really were you gonna end it anyway without just pulling plug? Yeah, I'm not sure what I would have done for an ending for the series. Um was because like I feel like it didn't have a lot of big arcs. I mean, there's stuff you could do with like the characters had arcs, but I remember there was uh, I think during season two, like, is it Goliath, Eliza, and uh, Bronx, their dog, um, and then uh, Angela, who they find along the way, like end up having to go on like this globe trotting like magical adventure, where it's like where it's like a quantum leap, where like every like every time they go out on the the water, they kind of hope it's their trip home. But they keep having to go, yeah. like the magic works where like they go where they're needed, not where they want to go. Although I don't know why they didn't just, you know, try to get a plane or something. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but, but I remember it was really cool because like, it, you know, they went around the world and they got to do like a lot of different kinds. It got them out of their element. They got to do a lot of different things, but it was stunk because like my favorite was like Lexington because he was like little and weird looking compared to the other ones. So he's just not in that story at all, like their other their you know their other friends. But I gotta appreciate any kids show that has Ed Asner as a main character. Just to be the grump, the grumpy old one who likes to watch television. But yeah, so that's season five. Yeah. When you look at Ed Asner, like IMDb, and how many voice actors for like kid shows he's in, he's like the voice of childhood. You yeah. just don't realize it until you look at it on paper. I know his, his other, it's probably yeah. his biggest, like most famous, like animated role is um, what's his face from Up? Uh, Carl from Up. Mm-hmm. Again, he's just a grumpy old man, but like he also is just a grumpy old man. I actually don't know yeah. if he's grumpy, but he. You know he plays it well. Um, I remember Gargoyles like they took the first like the first episode was like three a three parter and they put it on VHS and at the end of it I know it had like a VCR board game you could play I remember playing that all the time where it's like you know you take turns and then like occasionally like it interrupts like the last person who rolled goes back like three spaces or something. Um, you know, one of those like interactive VCR games, but I remember playing, I remember watching that movie all the time, uh, wearing that out, that tape. I might have that somewhere still. I just have to dig through my, my parents' closets. 
But uh, yeah, that's season five. There's two more for you know the official Disney afternoon before it was kind of absorbed into other things. Uh, six is Goof Troop, Bonkers, Aladdin, and then Gargoyles Monday through Thursday. And then they added the Lion King spinoff, Timon and Pumbaa. Um, I liked this as a kid. Um, it's definitely more comedic than the Lion King. Well, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's more Adventures of Timon and Pumbaa. I think, uh, Sam, you might have more to say about it than I do. I mean, yes, I loved Lion King, like of, mm. of the Disney movies that stand out, definitely a top five, but Timon and Pumbaa was more like fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of <laughs> like that. The, the very slight like side eye kind of comedy that they slid in there in the movie was sort of just really prominent in the show. And they went through their same adventures and there is like, I don't really remember Simba being there, passing through, referencing him, but I don't remember his presence. I don't think anyone else from the show other than Timon and Pumbaa were ever in it. Maybe the hyenas were at one point, but... The hyenas were in it. And I feel like they had, like, not necessarily love interests, but other characters would, like, come through the female versions of themselves. Like, I remember one episode where Pumbaa is, like, trying to find his herd Mm. since he was, like, outcast. And so it was just like a quirky, fun, light watch, like most of the stuff that we're talking about, mindless. It didn't have to make sense. It was just 30 minutes of good animation. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't have much to say about it. I'm not even, I love The Lion King as a kid, but like watching it like now, I don't think it breaks my top five like Disney movies, which I know I only really sacrilege. The first yeah. half. When yeah. Mufasa dies, I basically move on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe the first 25 <laughs> yeah i don't i don't love it um but i was a kid i loved it though so like you know it, it you know your opinions change like yeah so it wasn't one that i i, I don't know it's not a show like you said it's a lot of like it's a lot of very juvenile humor um it is cool that um nathan lane and um i don't remember the guy who plays pumbaa like they came back into the voices you that feature like Lion King was one of the first ones where Disney really dug deep for a lot of like five-star talent like James uh-huh. Earl Jones and Matthew Broderick, Lane, Broderick. John. like they really dug deep so it, it held like value because it was like everyone found it relatable because before that it was just maybe one A-list celebrity and then voice actors and definitely in the time that this came out, like Tara Strong wasn't like a household name like it is now. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. I would say it's probably more to do with Robin Williams as the genie because, like, he's, it was such uh-huh. a marketable and memorable, like, like, highlight to that movie that they're like, oh, you know, we can throw someone else's name. I don't remember exactly where the timeline of where these movies released is. I do know Aladdin came out before Lion King, uh, but I don't remember if there's anything in between. Beauty and Beast I, might have come out in between. I don't remember. No, Beauty and the Beast was before Aladdin. I, I really yeah, I came out anyone. But it had like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who was like a huge household name, and oh yeah, no one knows who he is now. But <laughs> I remember Home Improvement uh, being a thing. So, um, oh no, I lost my list. All right, there it is. Uh, so then season six 
That was season six. So then the last season of it uh, was Darkwing Duck, Aladdin, Gargoyles, Timon and Pumbaa on Monday, and then two new shows, Quack Pack Tuesday through Thursday, and Mighty Ducks on Friday. Uh, so Quack Pack is... Was like, it Quack Pack or Quack Attack? It's Quack Pack. So that's like the the grown-up Huey, Dewey, and Louie show where they're like now hip ultra 90s teenagers like they're they they're they're more poochy than max ever was and like now they live with donald and just annoy him he has to be like their put upon dad and i remember even as a kid feeling really pandered to where i'm like this is dumb uh but it's technically the first time they tried to give them personalities so you know it happened before the the modern dovetails um I remember wanting to like it as a kid because it's Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Donald and just not. But this is also like 96, 97 where I'm starting to get like, this is like garbage for kids. Yeah. I'm starting to be more aware of that. I don't have a lot of memories of it at all. I remember it existing, but I don't know, maybe a time slot or maybe like you said, just aging out of it. It didn't ring any bells for me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it too much as a kid. I do remember Mighty Ducks, was, which I did enjoy. Um, so it's like, but it's a, it's such a weird premise. So obviously in the '90s they had the Disney did the Mighty Ducks movies, um, which I think they're bringing they rebooted on Disney Plus. Yeah, they're rebooting into a show. Yeah, I don't know if it's come out yet or not. I just remember hearing about it um, with Emilio Estevez, um, which is based, you know, on the the. I think it's based on the Anaheim Ducks, the, the, the hockey team. Um, it's been such a long time since I watched them. But in the movie, like, they're, you know, humans and it's a, a hockey team. Now they're, like, time-traveling, crime-fighting ducks with a magical goalie mask. And they come back to time and play hockey and are, like, superheroes. And it's really weird. I don't remember this, actually. It's, it's like... Yeah. They really wanted to continue other like perfect franchises like batman the animated series was built in a way that you could watch one episode or you could watch 10 episodes it was the same experience like yeah so they were trying to build on that brooding type of character it just didn't make sense <laughs> the concept is so wacky like but i do remember really liking the show um i haven't i haven't watched it since but like thinking about it now in preparation for this like that is such a bizarre idea to like because you know animated shows aren't cheap and it's like they yeah, yeah. like kind of like for older boys like action show like out of this concept of ducks that play hockey but like they made them from like a, a weird like dystopian future and like I, I don't know it's just it's just it's just weird um but all this stuff should that be that sounds super odd yeah, all the stuff on like Disney Plus, I believe, so you can watch like, it. You know, I read Transformers too. Like, I think they were actually from like another planet, and they came to Earth. No, as, I, remember, like, I remember they're in like a vortex in the beginning, and they like lose their team captain. I remember his name is Drake because it's a pun, and he's the one that gave them the new guy his magical hockey mask, which I guess I forget what it does, but I think it like made you like invincible or something. It did something to you, like super heroic. So, because like, I remember, like, whatever their bad guy is, like, keeps trying to steal it. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, but I, I know we, like, fell out while they're in a vortex. They're like, maybe he's not dead. Maybe we can save him, like, kind of thing. 
I, I don't know. It it was a weird I show. I remember, I remember like, they had like a vehicle that they drove in that was supposed to be like wasn't it like a giant puck? It was yeah, something like that. It was just something weird. And it I just they were just like, oh, let's just go with it. <laughs> this doesn't have to make sense, right? Yeah, and I wonder if they had to like license the NHL, like they had to pay that team to to use like the you know to be the mighty ducks. Oh yeah, they're bad guys are dinosaurs. I'm looking at it now named Saurians. And they're they're from Puck World. A world where everyone's ducks and hockey reign supreme. Like I said, it's just a really weird concept. That's so bizarre. I can't get around it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, can't get over it. That's so strange. I kind of want to go back and watch it now. As I know this stuff's on Disney Plus. And I'm really annoyed at how Disney Plus has handled a lot of these shows because at least when I tried watching them, they're all out of order and they're missing like episodes. And it's yeah. frustrating because some of them like require like Darkwing, like his villains usually have an origin episode and then they'll show back up, but they're all out of order. And it's like, oh my mm-hmm. God. You know, like I, it's really fresh. It's frustrating. It's just like between that and like how they handled the Simpsons. I'm like, how do you not, you know, release this? How do you not get these things like at least in order? Or in a format that like looks okay. I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Disney Plus uh, in general, and I. All right. So granted, I don't have children. I think if I did, it would be a godsend because I can just let them loose on it and they can entertain themselves. But like, I don't know their content. I don't think like their original content doesn't do much for me. Um, no. I, I, yeah, their legacy content I don't think is presented in a great way. Um, I liked season one of Mandalorian. Did not like season two, and then that's been like it. I did not like WandaVision, so I've so I'm also super burned out on the MCU. So I haven't watched Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't care about any of their other shows they got coming out. Same. But, the kids watched it and they really liked it, and I would like peek in just to make sure everything was like appropriate for them because Andy has a six-year-old, and yeah. I mean it seemed fine, but I just didn't care. Didn't captivate yeah. me. Yeah, you're in a different situation where you're like you have kids, so you need to like they can it's it's stuff that's on their level. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this isn't an episode about Disney Plus, it's about the Disney afternoon. So that was it. Um, and then it's just it no longer needed to keep being a thing, so they stopped writing stuff. I mean, obviously Disney's still making things these days. This is when we started transitioning more to like ABC and the Disney Channel. And the Disney Channel just being Disney all the time. It's every day is a Disney afternoon there. Um, but it's a very fondly remembered um, like block. You know, like I said, they just did that collection of games based on it, and they called it the Disney Afternoon Collection. Uh, they keep putting out like anthology comics. They're usually called like the Disney Afternoon Comics stuff like that. So it's become a brand unto itself. Um, like I said, the the Ducktales reboot's really a Disney Afternoon reboot, just you know, focused on Ducktales. Um, because yeah, I, I everything's referenced that we've mentioned in here. Um, Shookums and Meat might, might not be, but Bonkers definitely is. He's a cop in St. Canard, uh, when you know, in the Darkwing episode, which is really fun. Um, the Wuzzles are in that, um, you know, which they were a Disney cartoon, but uh, not part of the block officially. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if uh, 
you guys want we can talk about which ones are our favorites and why real quick even though we might have i know i definitely was tipping my hand a little bit earlier when talking about certain shows but i'll let you guys uh you know lead that conversation if you'd like I feel like there's like a show missing. Wasn't there the marsupial one when they got rid of Bonkers? It like, oh, like yeah. He likes Bonkers is like a spinoff of it. Yeah. Oh, I forget no. what it's called. It's got, a, it's got a French name. It it was like a cheetah, like a really oddly drawn cheetah. Yeah. And it was called it's, like it's, it's, Yeah, he's a, he's a French character, but he's like, he's a licensed character. He's not original for Disney because he's like from a, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's from, from like a French comic. I forget what he's called though. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's, I think it's French for marsupial. Um, I can't remember. What, I think the show was called Marsupials or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, which ones would you guys say is your favorite, uh, and why, from this lineup? I still hold firm to gummy bears. Sorry. And tailspin. Love a tailspin. And I I feel like the whole lifestyle of tailspin really sold me very carefree. It didn't really matter. Money was not a thing. He almost never worked. They wrecked the boat every single time. And the next episode, it was just back to Jump Street. Like nothing ever happened. So I, I like that. I was also like wildly fascinated with the sarsaparilla episode where they use sarsaparilla as gasoline oh really so i'm like i'm telling you like it is pulled from something like a 70s show that episode specifically as well and i just can't place it but it always captivated me share Khan being a businessman just the characters you know and love really expanding upon different personalities mm-hmm. i mean tailspin's a respectable choice what about you nina um, I would say Darkwing and um, what was the other one? I I'm so tired. I'm drawing a blank. Um, I didn't like Hawkeyes a lot. I actually would like to watch the new series and see like the and contrast it from like, compared to the old one. But I would definitely say Darkwing is something the up there. Yeah, for me, for me, Gargoyles beats out Darkwing. Um, just because it it. It is still funny. It's still a funny show. Like there's there's definitely humor in it, but like it being more of a serious, like moody piece, like it just it, it hits different. Um I mean okay. after that, that then to me is Darkwing and then DuckTales and maybe Aladdin. And after that, like I kinda and then Goof Troop and then like I kind of like they kind of start to blend together a little bit more in my brain. Um, but like Gargoyles, like you said, it's one of the shows that like I liked as a kid and I like even more as an adult. Like even taking nostalgia out of it, I think if I discovered Gargoyles now, I would really like it. Kind of like how I recently discovered, you know, Gravity Falls like a couple of years ago. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And now I just discovered Owl House while we're on lockdown. I was like, oh, this is also really great. Oh yeah. Um, Owl House is a gem. Definitely. Oh man, I'm, I need more of it. Um, I don't know if season two's come out yet, but like I only watched what was on Disney Plus just because. We were all stuck at home for a year for uh, reasons. So, you know, I needed things to watch. Um, I'm glad I saw Gravity Falls after it was over because I wouldn't be able to wait for all of its, like, after all, during all of its delays and whatnot. 
but yeah, they're still making good, Same, you know, yeah. quality shows that you know you can enjoy as an adult and as a kid. Um, I'm sure they're also making stuff that's bad because they always, you know, that's just how life is. We only remember the good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just I think it's really cool. I don't know if they. Uh, I know they flirted with like bringing back like some of the iconography and stuff. But like, there's really no point. Disney's got multiple TV channels now, so they don't really need to like brand like something the Disney Afternoon. It would be neat, but like, would they do that and then bring back the old cartoons, or would they try to do like new things? Like, you know, I would rather see them do new stuff. Um, but you know, it was just a block out of necessity. Like, we have a bunch of Disney cartoons that we made for syndication, so they're here to be like packaged and sold to as many stations as possible as you know blocks of uh, entertainment for kids so but yeah I, th I think it's got an interesting legacy like you know between lots of video games uh at the time there's even stuff that went up into like the super nintendo and stuff like aladdin yeah you could count say as part of that bonkers had a super nintendo game i mean ducktales got remastered a couple years ago for like xbox and playstation so I think it's on Switch too. Like there's, there's there's stuff still available. Like there's people still want them. You know, remember remember this era fondly. Um, I'm glad I was suggested to to talk about it because you know it's it's been fun kind of going back and and revisiting uh, some of this stuff and remembering like as I I, I wouldn't have remembered um, you know bonkers really or even a lot of like specific stuff in like Chip and Dale and Gummy Bears. If I didn't like take it back, take a look back in preparation for this podcast. I think so too. Like a podcast in the future, we can talk about the things that interrupted Disney and what made it basically only last seven seasons. The introduction of like Animaniacs, Freakazoid, WB and Fox had their own sort of blocks that were similar. As yeah, there was. They definitely got. Disney. They definitely got some stiff competition for like people emulating their style here. Because I remember very distinctly watching the. the the Steven Spielberg like blocks what's like Animaniacs, Freakazoid. I remember watching a lot of Earthworm Jim. Um, uh, the, the the yeah, and WB had the Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series at the time. They eventually got Justice League in the early 2000s. Um, uh -huh. being a, there was a lot of quality like kids television cartoons, you know. But uh, unless you guys got any final thoughts, I think that'll wrap us up for this one. It's getting late um, and we're all old and want to go to bed. Um, <laughs> I know I am at any rate. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you guys final thoughts? Yeah, it was a good block. Um, if you got Disney Plus, any of this stuff sounded remotely interesting, check it out. Um, you know what would be a cool thing? Because like I think Netflix started doing this where you can just hit play anything and it'll just play something. It would be cool if you could make like your own like curated blocks and then you can make uh -huh. your own Disney afternoon, you know? I think that would be a lot of fun. And that might be a fun way to kind of experience it if you were a little young uh, for this when this came out. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, you know, I'll have you on, all on again soon. Um, not sure what we're going to talk about next week. Um, I think it might be Invincible uh, because I've been watching the show 
It's really made me want to go yeah, back. I finished it. Yeah. It's so good. I haven't started. Oh, <laughs> we, oh it's so good. It's so boring, but it's such a good show. Well, I it's see me, all it's, the memes. It's, it's made me really want to go back and reread the comics because I loved the books as they were coming out in high, when we were in high school. Um, so it's, it's, it's made me want to go back and do that. I've got quibbles with the show, but we'll save that for another episode. Um, uh, so it might not be that next week. We're, next week we might talk about like Seinfeld or something completely different. So we'll see. I'm not sure how the schedule is going to shake out. It might also be Star Trek Voyager. That one is in the works as well. Um, but thank you guys. Um, check us out, levelupentertainment.com. We just opened up our Summer's Point store, uh, which is you know where I generally am working now. Um, you guys got anything to plug? No. Uh, I mean, I do commissions on the side. So if you guys want any further fees or drawings, I got you. Sure. Uh, do you have like an Instagram or anything, Nina? No, I do not. I probably should get one. Yeah, make people a little bit easier to get a hold of you to do that stuff. Um, but yeah, so until next time, uh, be safe. <laughs>